What's good football fans, back at you once again with another video, and today I'm coming on to talk a little bit about who I think improved their roster stock, and um, whose stock fell a little last night against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now it's important to remember, we only have one more preseason game left, so roster trends are ultra important right now. That said, let's jump right into this list. First up, a guy I was down on all last week, place kicker Dustin Hopkins. I guess you should put the entire kicking setup there, you know, with Cheeseman, Hopkins, and Tressway being the holder up to that point of what I was speaking on last week. But Hopkins ended up going three for three on field goals with the longest one he attempted coming from 34 yards out. So a much different outcome of what he had last week. So what I'm looking at this is, the, I'm guessing that the timing issues that they had are no longer there, which is great news. The reason why I made such a big deal on him needing to bring his A game to the field this year is I expect this defense to keep us in just about every game, okay? Even against the teams that a lot of people are not going to expect us to do well against I expect this defense to keep us in that. And some of those games are going to come down to three or fewer points uh, at the end of them. And we're going to need this guy at the top of his game. A quote from Ron Rivera on the kicking game improvement. That's what we're working towards. I think, again, as I told you guys last week, what happened was we're learning the process. And so we have to keep digging and we're not satisfied with it, obviously, we just want to keep honing in and getting better and better and more precise. He's, and he's talking about Cameron Cheeseman, got to get more and more comfortable. It's just going to come for more and more reps together. Am I happy about it? Yeah, I am. I am very confident because he's a good young snapper. We have a good holder and a very good kicker. So it's just a matter of working and we'll continue to work on it. Always good to hear words of encouragement from a guy like Ron Rivera, who has a tendency to put things in perspective one way or the other. Now, the next guy on my list is undrafted free agent running back Jarrett Patterson. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. Not only has JP earned a place on the roster, he's become the breakout player of the preseason for Washington. You know, after the week last week he had against New England or whatever, all he did this week was show up and give us 133 total yards uh, against Cincinnati and that breaks down to 37 yards on a kick return three catches for 25 yards 16 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown and let me be the one to tell you that kick return had me really thinking about things and you know he might make some folks on that roster who we thought were going to be special teams only players a little nervous i.e. Danny Johnson and DeAndre Carter. Maybe not so much DeAndre Carter, but those two guys in particular when I'm talking about guys and what they give or what they bring to the table for the team. If you think about it, Patterson has the potential to bring a lot more to the table, you know, than those two guys. And maybe even a couple other guys. Ron Rivera gave a quote on what he liked to see from Jarrett Patterson, you know, moving forward during the, re the remainder of the preseason. And he says, you want to see if he can do it again. We're going to come up against a very good Baltimore team. He's going to be in some tough situations going into this game in terms of who we're going to put up against him and just see how he handles it. He's been solid so far. This will be a good week. Like I said, this week will be about game prep, and then we'll see how he takes it and handles it going into Saturday night's game. The next guy on my list is Torrey McTire, and he's a guy who before camp started, I had no clue who this guy was. I'd never heard of him before. But anyway, Kendall Fuller and William Jackson III 
both sat out Friday night's game, which gave, you know, Tory a lot of field time with the one, something that he hasn't seen before. And I have to say, he looked pretty good in the process, registering a couple tackles, you know, and he had, he played pretty good in coverage also, I think. But in just a couple of weeks, he's gone from a virtual unknown player to me to a guy I've got on the roster bubble right now and someone I'm going to be paying attention to in that third preseason game because I think that he really has a chance to shock someone and make, the, you know, this roster. And the next guy on my list is quarterback Taylor Heineke. Now, first and foremost, I will say one thing. Heineke did fumble the ball, and it was all about how he was, you know, holding it more so than a strip if you watch the replay. But other than that, this kid went 11 for 13 for 80 yards and added four carries for 26 yards after taking over for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think he did a pretty, you know, decent job directing the offense. Although, I still say I would like to see more touchdowns than field goals from this group. I mean, we get into this season, and I know we got a good defense, but we need points on the board. And Heineke had this to say about the assessment of the offense. He said, I thought we had great possessions tonight. We moved the ball well, got a lot of first downs. We just got down to the red zone and could not score touchdowns. So... I am sure that is something we will be working on in the next week or two, and hopefully, you know, we get better at that. Ron Rivera touched on Heineke as well. He said, the big thing about, and maybe you guys noticed it too, was when he gets in the game, his mobility shows. In practice, it doesn't. He's not looking to scramble in practice, you know. In the game, if there's an opportunity to move forward, he does, and that's a big difference. That's what really shows us a big asset for him is his quickness and his athletic ability. He's got a little bit smarter. He's sliding a little bit more and running out of bounds a couple more times, which may not be so fun to see. I also noticed that about um, Heineke this year. It appears like he's trying to take care of himself more, which is actually good for me to see. You know, he, he makes mention of it not being fun to see. I guess that's that whole all or nothing mentality that he had, you know, that kamikaze, you know, way of doing things that he had in the playoffs last year. I guess he's trying to say that that's not so fun to see. But I think the kid looks really good. I, I, you know, I'm not so certain that he's a starter quite yet, but he's a, he's a definitely a fun guy to watch. I think he could come in as a backup and win us a few games. And with the way that Fitzpatrick has played in the past, he may get tapped to do that. Or, you know, we this is the NFL. Injuries happen all the time. And you're only as good as your backup quarterback. Another guy who damn near made... The, uh, the trending up list was Antonio Gandy-Golden. You know, I, I didn't put him on the list, but let's just say that he was close enough for me to mention him. You know, it's nice to see him bounce back with a decent game. Now moving on to the not-so-good list, the trending down list. You know, the first guy I got to mention on that list is Steven Sims Jr. I have told everybody that would listen for the past, you know, however many months that I didn't think this guy was going to make the roster and he's hung around. You know, I didn't even think that they were going, they thought they were going to cut him after last year, after what he did on the field last year. But at any rate, he was targeted once and didn't make that catch. Ultimately, this guy, you know, he disappeared when he needed to show up big time to secure a roster spot. Now, I'm not saying that there was a whole lot of attention brought his direction and he really had all that much, you know, chances or whatever. But add in the fact that the one kickoff he returned only brought 16 yards versus what DeAndre Carter's, you know, 30 yards he got on his and Jarrett Patterson's 37 yards he got on his. And it should start 
being clear for everyone that it's time to assume that the sun is setting on Steven Sims' time in the Burgundy and Gold. Now, I know some of you guys have really grown to like, you know, the way that he that he moves with the ball and everything. And trust me, guys, I want home run hitters and finesse players too. I've watched this guy drop, you know, balls at critical times. I've watched him not be able to take care of what's going on in the situation, bobble kicks, whatever the you know the situation is. I think it's time to move on from this guy, especially when you consider, you know, the all the wide receiver depth that we already have. And the fact that we have several other guys that can do exactly what he does. At any rate, next on my list is Fitz and the first string. That's right, Ryan Fitzpatrick and the entire first string are trending downwards in my eyes. I mean, while Fitz had 96 yards passing in one quarter of play, he also overthrew several balls, including, in my opinion, what should have been a touchdown to Logan Thomas. He really only had really one bad pass, and that was over the middle to Humphreys. Felt like that ball probably should have been intercepted. But he doesn't look quite right at this point. I mean, I know that there's not much more that a guy that's been in the league for that long can prove in preseason. But he just doesn't look quite right at this point, you know. It's possible, I guess, that he doesn't trust his own line fully yet. But at any rate, I still think that they're fine. But not scoring a single touchdown yet in the entire preseason should have that entire first string a little bit anxious i'm just i'm just saying they should be a little anxious they should be feeling a little bit like what's going on here you know they need to touch some pay dirt man before this preseason ends and last on my list all kick returners not named jared now as i already said about steven sims the other potential return men on this team danny johnson um, and I and let me think of Isaiah Wright. You know, both of them may have a short shelf life in terms of their time in the Burgundy and Gold, with Jarrett Patterson showing out at that spot. It's very possible that this battle may come down to the you know very last week of preseason, which is coming up Saturday against the Ravens. And while I believe that that Patterson has already inked his spot on the final 53. It's possible that he could bump a couple folks at the bottom of the list that were only hanging on because of their ability to return kicks. The team has better depth this year than what we've seen in what seems like ions, which is like a complete breath of fresh air to have all these position battles and honestly not know how some of them are going to play out. It's basically leaving us with a big roster bubble right here heading into the last week. So in my opinion, they'll be searching for guys who they believe won't contribute as much to cut. You know, they're going to be looking for guys like that. So they can be smart and try to keep maybe one or two players at a position they normally take less at to start the year. For example, you know, maybe they keep seven wide receivers instead of just six. At any rate, there you have it. My stock up, stock down list after the Cincinnati Bengals game. As always, let me know if you guys anything that you might want to add to the to the conversation. Anybody that maybe you think is trending downward that, that I didn't cover. It's always good to hear other people's opinions down in the comments. Something that we can, you know, maybe talk about. Maybe it's something that I didn't go over in the video or, you know, something that you can add to the conversation that, that should be there. Anyway, that's all I got for today. Y'all take it easy. Peace.